Hi there, and welcome to Verbal Voices. I'm Paul Lemley, Head of Partnerships at Verbal. We're an early stage startup building audio and podcasting technology for creators just like you. As of this recording, we're working to launch our beta platform, which we cannot wait to introduce you to. This experimental podcast is a way for us to connect with audio creators of all stripes, from traditional interview podcast hosts, short and long form storytellers, business leaders using audio to engage their customers, poets, speakers, battle rappers, stand-up comics, audiobook authors, teachers, and more. Our new platform will cater to them all, and it's my responsibility to dive deep with them on their creative efforts. I want to find out how they've mastered their craft, what challenges they've faced and overcome, what tools they've used to grow their audience, and of course, what they're excited about most within this fast-growing world of audio. On this episode, we have Daniel Zhang, a brand new podcaster who hasn't even released his first episode. That's right, as of this recording, he's in the editing process of episode number one of a podcast that hasn't been named yet. If you're a podcaster, think back to when you were editing your very first episode. Think of the nerves, the uncertainty, the excitement. And if you're thinking about launching a podcast, you'll want to hear how Daniel is positioning his show and how he plans to keep the production as easy as possible. So you ready to learn more? Let's jump right in. Daniel, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I can't complain. It's uh, j- just the day after Memorial Day, sun's out. Uh, and, and tell everyone where, where you're located in the world. So I'm based in London, UK. Are you from there originally? Uh, no, so originally I'm from Australia, but I've been here for, I guess, the last six years. So it's been, and, been a great place. And what's your background? What what, what have, you been, have you been up to since moving from Australia? So I, I kind of moved from Australia to London to study computer science. Um, and since that time, I've kind of worked within the technology space um, from data analytics to like software development and design. Very cool. And you, were you studying and then also working as well, or or did you move here? Yeah, so, so, so I was studying um, first, and then after that, I kind of jumped through different companies like Amazon um, and different like startups within the London ecosystem. Gotcha. So let's jump right into talking about podcasting. What's your background in podcasting? What, what, uh, what brought you to thinking about uh, launching your own podcast? Uh, how did it all, how did the journey all, all start? Mm. So, so I, I kind of listened to quite a few podcasts. Um, I listened to mainly the same people rather than different versions of podcasting. Um, but some of them have been, um, Dr. Cow, who's like on a, a podcast on science. And another one is Jordan Harbinger, who interviews a bunch of, um, different people who are r- rather exceptional. So I kind of have been inspired by those figures and how they have a bit of like a talk show going. And with the COVID-19, I thought a great way to um, find out more about podcasting and get in myself is by doing. And I think there's a lot to be done within the D2C space, direct to consumer. It's a um, growing field. Lots of people are launching D2C businesses but also a lot of people don't know where to start, um, myself included. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about DTC because I'm sure that that term or that that uh, acronym isn't familiar to everybody. Uh, Direct-to-consumer is a market type. Can you dive into a little bit more on direct-to-consumer and what that all involves? Right. So direct-to-consumer is pretty much, um, as the name implies, where instead of having your product sold by, say, a big chain or stores, you generally go straight to the consumer um, through e-commerce stores such as like Shopify and it's become quite popular because I suppose like the margins are higher for the business who's selling the products mm-hmm. um, and usually they also have I guess nicer sleeker designs and more options for the consumers to choose from than what they could get in the major stores right right and so when when you're when you're thinking about the podcast, what do, what specifically around direct cons- to consumer or the challenges around around direct to consumer? What what type of educational content uh, can we expect on on your new show? So what I've been mainly focused on is looking at people who have been successful in the space or relatively um, successful, and trying to de- decipher like the lessons which they have learned along the way. So it's kind of a show that accelerates your learning because you are gaining insights into things which people have learned from mistakes or learned from experience. And that takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it also kind of gives you a bit of indication and insight into where one could look into when they're looking into this, starting in the space rather than necessarily, um, you know, going in blindly. Sure. So how do you how are you planning on differentiating? I know there's there's probably there I know there's lots of uh, podcasts on this topic or at least in the e-commerce space or business in general. Uh, business is a huge podcasting category, but how are you looking to differentiate? Is it all based on your guests or the topics, the depth of t- topics you're going into? Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, so so I think the um, the ultimate differentiator, although that has been changing, has initially I was hoping to do it with another person. So that person is currently also in lockdown with me, and our goal was to um, go from very little experience; they have um, far less experience than me, and going from having zero experience, doing the podcast, learning lessons, and then at the end of the season or series launching our own D2C brand within um, a certain vertical. Oh, so you're planning on launching the podcast in lockstep with your own direct-to-consumer business journey. That's fantastic. That's an interesting idea. Exactly. So, you know, doing what I'm saying. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, and that's a show type that I think could do well with lots of different, certainly business categories, uh, whether you're launching a marketplace or an e-commerce store or a social media brand, uh, publishing brand. It would be interesting to have more people document their journey as a founder uh, through podcasting. And and that's sort of what we're doing with Verbal, actually. Um, Audra uh, Gold, our CEO, and uh, some of the other team members are going to be recording some additional episodes. So just like you, mm-hmm. I think we're going to dive deep into what we're building and uh, and how we're building it and the team involved and all the pitfalls we run into, the fundraising. Uh, so I think we're very similar in, in that regard with Verbal Voices and, and the show that you're building. Actually, we haven't even talked about the name of your show. What, what, do you have a name yet for the show? I, I have thought about a name, but I haven't like registered it or um, such, but 
the name that I was thinking of going was kind of inspired by the hustle, like my first million. Sure. Um, I was thinking of like naming it my first business, um, just to you know. Sure. Have and <laughs> same name, but not necessarily copy the hustle. And have you have talked you to your co-founder, your co-host about what type of direct-to-consumer brand you you want to launch? Yeah, so so we have explored a little bit within um, the beauty industry, um, especially things to do with uh, men's grooming. Um, so one of the opportunities we were exploring was, um, I guess, like cream for men's beards, although. I don't really have one and neither does she, but <laughs> we, we have been exploring that space. Yeah. And you mentioned before the, we, the recording that, uh, you recorded your first episode. How did that go or who was that with and how did that go? And can you elaborate a little more on how it went? Yeah. So, so it went well. Um, it was with someone in the D2C space who is launching like campaign selling bags. Um, I think for me, because it was my first time and I don't really have any podcasting equipment. Um, I can't compare or comment as to how one generally does it. Um, but I've used Zoom as the medium to record the conversation and to hold it online, obviously with you know distance and um, lockdown. I've also I've also got like one of the new MacBook Pros, so apparently the um, recording's a little bit better. But I think there could be more done um, in the future episodes in terms of like buying a dedicated microphone like yourself um, and maybe some headphones. Yeah, but uh, I'm still an advocate for launching your show even before you have all the setup. I mean, we have our, a mobile device to record. We can do Zoom calls in, you know, in quarantine as, as everyone's doing. There are hosting platforms that you can record and release to immediately. Uh, I think the microphone is often a, a too big of a hurdle or a mental hurdle for a lot of uh, would-be podcasters. So I applaud you for recording right away and not waiting until you have the you know perfect setup, uh, as as most people Thanks. want uh, the the microphone, the the background, you know, the cool podcast yeah. <laughs> studio and stuff. I think it's it's all to a detriment of launching early and and get moving quickly. So, bravo. I agree. I agree. I, I think I think the content probably matters more than the sound quality, at least initially. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Until you're like, say, Joe Rogan or something. Yeah, I mean, even Joe Rogan, uh, a decade ago when he first started, I think he was on an episode with another podcaster, um, and they didn't li likely have solid sound quality or solid, uh, you know. And he was streaming early on too, so the streaming quality back, you know, ten years ago probably wasn't uh, that fantastic. So, I'd go for yeah. launching early, focusing on the content, the theme, the questions, the the interview guest, the, uh, rather than focusing on the sound quality, which is arbitrary when we're just launching. So. Now let's talk about uh, your marketing plan. So uh, obviously this is in tandem with the growth of your or the launch of your direct-to-consumer brand um, or potential brand. Uh, how do you plan on marketing your show and growing an audience in tandem with focusing on the e-commerce store? Yeah, so, so I suppose like the podcast isn't necessarily the main business. Um, for me, the podcast in a way is about delivering like quality content because at the end of the day, the content 
isn't just for the audience it's also for me so i'm kind of learning as i do the interviews and as i do the research mm -hmm. and i think for me that that's the main um the main focus and i'm hoping that because there's a good quality content that i can share it within you know certain facebook groups or certain groups within that space um and grow it that way um rather than necessarily kind of you know spending a lot on ads or spamming different channels um it's totally by word of mouth absolutely and that's really what i've been finding with my interviews with other podcasters and uh other brand owners and even e-commerce uh, e store owners finding the audience ahead of launching your podcast or you know finding the the niche groups that you can join and engage with ahead of you know launching your podcast or you know in tandem with launching your podcast so that you can distribute to a early beta test group or early listeners get their early feedback uh iterate on on your process iterate on on the questions you ask your ask your uh interview guest uh, I think that's a much easier and low maintenance, low. Uh, it's it's an easy way to to launch and and iterate and grow rather than you know launch and hope for the best. So now you're working on releasing more episodes or getting new interviews. What are the biggest challenges you're facing right now for producing as well as as uh, releasing the podcast? Yeah. So so I, I think. The biggest challenge for me is um, still in terms of like editing, um, given that I don't have that much experience within it. I don't know how well I'm editing. Um, obviously, I'm trying my best in terms of like cutting and uh, minimizing disruptions within the uh, audio experience. But I don't I wouldn't say like I'm an expert. So I think the quality is still an issue and a challenge. Um, but besides that, I think gaining an audience is is not that hard i think the hardest part is just being regular in terms of um you know having a content schedule and creating the uh, content schedule around that and maintaining that i think that's quite challenging especially if the podcast isn't the full-time commitment um since like some of the other say notable podcasters like joe rogan or jordan harbinger or tim ferris like that is their business mm -hmm. um as a person who is coming it from a different angle, that's quite a challenge, especially if it's a one-man show. Um, and I think that's, for me, is, is the real, real struggle. Yeah, and how are, you th how are you thinking through that process, since it won't be your primary uh, work or your primary focus, uh, how mm. will you structure your, your content calendar, your uh, sort of your editorial calendar, as well as batching or, you know, producing these so they're not cumbersome in your day-to-day -day. yeah so so I, i've kind of created a bit of like a mini schedule um in terms of when i can hopefully arrange interviews and when i can hopefully record them um and my, my plan is to kind of build up a little bit of a content bank first so that in case there is a bit of um say a delay due to maybe the guest being sick or myself being kind of sick as well there it's still like a little buffer. Um, so my plan is to you know, still record quite a few more episodes before having a, say, I don't know, four week or four guest um, buffer in case anything does you know, delay. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid plan. There's a podcaster I follow, uh, I think he's in Ohio, um, 
Jay Klaus, uh, the way he frames his his shows is that they're extremely evergreen, meaning regardless of the guest, and he primes the guests ahead of time to let them know, you know, your episode isn't going to be released for weeks, it could be even months. And so he views these episodes and the content and the, and the advice that the guest is bringing to the show as highly evergreen. So it doesn't matter when they schedule the release date or when the guest is going to get the opportunity to you know showcase you know their thoughts on the show it's all evergreen that might be a, a bit of a struggle with what you're building with uh, alongside your direct-to-consumer um, store but then again it, it could be you know really helpful to keep the evergreen traffic flowing so anyone that discovers you your your podcast and your your store your your business they can just jump in whenever they want and uh, and start relating to you and your brand. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think also like for me, it's not necessarily like the podcast relates directly to the D2C brand that I'm launching. It's mm-hmm. more that I'm doing this D2C podcast, this learning experience, and hopefully also extracting the same amount of value that I hope a listener would be getting. Um, because I think a lot of podcasts, they usually are quite say generic or they usually um have the guest on but the guest has like another motive which is mm-hmm. promoting their kind of book or their kind of content um for me it's kind of trying to cut through that fluff and understanding how a person within the dtc space has actually gone through with say challenges such as manufacturing or how they have managed to deal with um issues that a lot of people generally have trouble with which is how do you keep getting momentum um mm-hmm. and i think that's the real value of the podcast like it's a bit of a standalone piece rather than necessarily um about promoting my own brand or promoting my own right. business you know a cool way to think about it then is is rather than it being a documentary style uh, where you're documenting your you know the growth of your brand it's almost like a real world mba where you're you're essentially inviting experts in their field to come and teach you in a public fashion on your podcast how to build your own brand and uh, you can you can direct those questions on the exact challenges that you're facing with you know your brand as as you as you're building it week over week which is really cool like you can you can exactly. just focus on manufacturing if you're coming up with manufacturing issues or, or you know, social media issues, marketing, advertising, whatever it might be, you know, websites, building a, a solid e-commerce presence that I'm sure there's plenty of experts to help out, if you will. So, <laughs> exactly. so how are you picturing video then within the context of, of the show? Are you going to obviously record via Zoom? You mentioned your first episode mm-hmm. was recorded via Zoom, but um, if you do dive deep with your guests, uh, will you do any screen sharing or produce some YouTube content along with the podcast? Yeah, so at the moment, like I have recorded video because it's done through Zoom. Um, but most likely at the moment, I don't think video will be part of the format simply because um, so far in the recordings, there haven't been any you know, screen sharings. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there have also been you know, breaks and pauses within the uh, interview and you know, a bit of fluff which right. is a bit harder to edit when it's video um, as opposed to sound because, you know, it's much more noticeable when the person has jumped around. Um, but it's definitely something which I've thought about and perhaps in the future um, with a bit more, I guess, um, 
bit more value to be added from the video side, such mm -hmm. as like screen sharing or um, maybe having more than one guest. Um, I can definitely see quite a lot of value in that. But at the moment, for me, it's more of a logistical challenge than a real value adder. Sure. Well, to wrap things up, I want to open the mic up to you and, and let everyone know how they can find you, how they can find your, your new podcast. We'll link and to let everyone know, you know, it's not released yet, but we will link to it as soon as it's released. So if you're uh, listening to this in the month, months, years to come, uh, check the show notes and, and we'll have all the links available to, for Daniel. But uh, tell everyone how they can find you. Sure. As, as Paul has mentioned, it's, it's not up yet, but um, you can find me through LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Um, my name is Daniel Jang, J-I-A-N-G. Um, and I previously worked for Amazon, so that's a bit more easier to find. Um, and I can also be found on Twitter on Ikigai by Design. Ikigai as in I-K-I-G-A-I. -I. Um, thanks a lot. No, thank you for your time, and, and we'll check in in the months to come and, and to see how the podcast is going, and uh, can't wait to partner on a few more things with, uh, with Verbal here. Awesome. Me too. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you so much for listening to Verbal Voices. If you're a podcast lover, head over to Verbal.com, that's V-U-R-B-L.com, and peruse our growing list of podcast reviews. If you're an audio creator, reach out to me directly at paul at verbal.com or tweet at us at getverbal. Until next time, 